welcome back to another episode of League Talk. I've just finished watching the most insane weekend of League of Legends. I've absolutely loved it. I watched IGNG2 yesterday morning and this morning it was Fnatic and C9. I'm not going to say anything about what happened because I don't want any spoilers, but it was absolutely insane. Totally unexpected. Um, sort of, not really. It was ex The results were expected, but not quite in the fashion that they went down. But that's all I'm going to say. Absolutely loved it. But for today, our episode is going to be on the ranked season, right? I'm going to give out five tips that are based in traditional sports coaching that I believe will move over to esports extraordinarily effectively. So, the ranked season comes to a close on the 12th of November, and it, today, at the time of this podcast, it is the 28th of October. That means we have just over a, two weeks to try and get as much ELO as humanly possible. Now, Normally, in these scenarios, if this was an extended period of time, I'd be recommending sets. Three sets. So you play three games. If you win two, you lose one, you go to five sets. So you now have two more games. However, that sort of idea, we're going on the proviso that we won't be sticking to that. Um, and we will be cramming as many games in as humanly possible. Just to get as much LP. The maths does check out, theoretically, that the more games you play... If your win rate is above 50%, the more LP and the more uh, climbing you will be doing. Now that makes sense, but how do we climb the most effectively in the time we have remaining? Let's get into it. Tip number one. Now these aren't in any order whatsoever, but there are five tips and I think these are solid. Tip number one, play in comfort and notice your strengths. So I think a lot of people will be picking at the moment things like Victor Top. They'll be playing Echo into Victor. Um, they will be playing certain things in the jungle like Lee Sin um, that are really good at the moment, and that's fine. That's great. They are good junglers. But let's let's talk about um, comfort and noticing your strength. So for me, I play the jungle when I do play, and I am the best at engaging champions. So if we have a think about the champions that are best at engaging in the jungle, the first one that comes to my mind is Sejuani. So I know that that type of playstyle works best for me. So in order for me to climb, I need to play in my comfort. So playing that playstyle does well for me. It is about streamlining your gameplay. A lot of professional business people will say that the most successful ones are those that don't have to make that many decisions outside of work. So that's why morning routines and nighttime routines are so successful. You look at Tim Ferriss, he says that if you have, for example, if you know what you're having for breakfast the next day, you no longer no need to think about what you're having for breakfast before breakfast or the night before. That makes sense. So you streamline your day for the least decisions, the most autonomy. It just happens. Click, 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 click. Gone. So I think that can work with League of Legends. If you are streamlining your gameplay, it means you can focus on other things. I know how to play Sejuani. That is a comfort champion for me. I know that my strength is engaging. So there's two ticks there. I don't need to think about what I'm doing with Sejuani because I've played that champion a lot. And I don't need to think about engaging because I believe that I am pretty good at engaging. So that means if you were to streamline it, you can you can focus on things like warding. You can focus on things like objectives. You can focus on getting your lanes ahead. There are other things that you can spend your time doing. You can focus on farming, for example. Now, this is a good example for the jungle, but it can go with anything. If you're really good at engaging and you play top lane, maybe Maokai is the champion for you. Maybe Malphite is the champion. If you're really good at getting onto the back line and you play mid lane, let's have a look at Zed. Or let's have a look at other assassin champions like LeBlanc. 
So if you know that that's your comfort and you notice your strengths, I think that is going to absolutely excel your LP. Don't start playing things that are fun and really difficult. If you're not, if your aim is to win, get rid of fun, get rid of difficult and play to win. For example, I'm sure Lee Sin is a really fun champion, but if I'm looking to succeed, I'd rather play an easy champion and then focus on other things. Let's have a look at Master Yi or something like that. You know, there, that idea of streamlining everything. So playing in your comfort and noticing your strengths, that's tip one. Now let's get on to tip two. I want people to start assessing their game during their queue. So while we're waiting to get into game, so while we're waiting to get into a queue, I want you to have a look at yourself. Use things like OPGG or LOL Wiz. You know, you're looking at your build so that you're, you're assessing your previous game during the queue that you're in. That does make a lot of sense to me because you can look at things like your build. You can look at things like your CS numbers, your deaths. Where did you die? Why did you die? And overall, what you could have done better. Now, once you're assessing what happened in the last game, that's fresh in your mind for this current game. So let's, let's take an example. I played Sejuani last game. Um, my warding was really good, but I died for some reason trying to take Scuttle Crab when my mid lane and top lane were pushed in. Right, so I now know that. So now when I'm going to Scuttle Crab, I can look. My top lane is pushed in, my mid lane is pushed in. I'm going to have to concede this now because I know that I can get collapsed on. So you're looking at what you could have done better by assessing your last game. Now that doesn't mean you have to go through this crazy process of going on to the replays and examining everything. Mainly because you don't want, it's a bit boring, you don't have the time for it. Granted, that probably is the best thing to do. But at least this way you can pinpoint what in your head you did wrong. You look at your deaths, you look at your CS numbers, you're maybe like, oh, I played Victor top. I should have had at least a 20 CS lead against um, Aatrox. But I didn't. That's a massive mistake on my part. I should have been getting C. I'm going to focus on CS and poke in this lane now. So you now know for the next time what you can do better and what you will do better. So I think that's the one. What to do well and what you did bad. Those are the two things. Tip number two, assess your game during the queue. Let's make those times the most effective and the most efficient as possible. Tip number three, take breaks. Please do this. Please do this. After a loss, recuperate. Don't necessarily click play again straight away. Now, especially after a loss, that's the case, but you should do it after every game. You should take a couple of minutes off because I think that is a really good way to reset your mental. Let's say you had a really tilting loss last game. You played really well. You went 16, 4 and 11, but it doesn't matter because you're mid and you're top fed or you're AD fed. So what you can do is you can go and get some water. You take five minutes off. You think about other things and then come back to the game with a fresh mental. What I mean by that is a fresh mind, a fresh ability to keep playing this game. Some people, I think a really, good, uh, a really good suggestion would be to meditate. I think you can do 10 minutes of meditation. You can uh, sort of get mindfulness. You can become present. You can know where you are. You know what you're doing. Um, and then you can reset everything that's bad that did happen because your mind is cleansed now. The same things can do it. The same, sorry, the same things can be done through breathing practices. Taking deep breaths, do 5, 10, 15, 20 deep breaths, figure out where your breath is, where you are, you feel yourself in your seat. And this is all sort of a practice of mindfulness as well. Um, so I think those things will reset your mental perfectly. Um, and it helps you rationalize the situation. You sort of go, we get so caught up in it, don't we? Where you played really well, but you're bot lane fed and you start typing. And I do it as well. You're like, you're garbage. I can't believe it. Why, why are you pushing up? You haven't got vision in the river. You haven't got vision in the tribe bush. Why are you pushing? You don't know where the jungler is. What are you doing? Stop it. 
Um, so taking breaks really helps us go, hold on a minute, this is only a game. I am trying to do as well as I can, but I'm not going to do as well as I can if I am not rationalized, I'm not meditated, I've not breathed, I've not taken the loss, I've not recuperated, I need a break. And I think that sort of idea will work wonders for a lot of people. So tip number three, take breaks. Take them regularly. Go and find out what works for you. Some people like to go and get some water, have a drink, take some deep breaths. Some people like to meditate, but take breaks. So tip number four. Now this one is truly, truly based in traditional sports. For those of you who don't know, I am a traditional sports coach. I coach football and I coach tennis. And I do it for kids all the way to adults. Um, uh, my My main coaching is tennis. But a lot of the time, with tennis especially, you have to ensure that the basics are on point. So... Let's take an example. You know, you have that walk before you can run example. And I think that works perfectly with League of Legends. Um, Let's take the tennis example. When we're doing a tennis camp for children, we will focus on a forehand, a backhand, a serve and a volley. Those are the basics, basics, basics of tennis, right? Not all the way basic of like catching and hitting, not that sort of basic. But those basics of a forehand, a backhand, a serve and a volley. Once we know that those are on point, we can start moving on onto other things. But there is no point in trying to practice a topspin forehand cross court, drilling that inside out, an inside out cross court topspin forehand. What, why are you going to drill that if someone doesn't know how to hit a forehand? You're not going to do it. It doesn't make sense, right? So why do people in esports do the same thing? For example, we're thinking about minion waves and pushing and the control of the wave and maybe I shouldn't kill this one, I should thin this wave out. But in order to thin this wave out, I need to use an ability and all this sort of stuff. You take things that you are hearing from professional players, from really good analysts, you know, the likes of LS, the likes of the Riot guys, Riot Jat, Azale, Kobe, uh, Deficio, Froskuren. You you take all of these things which are, are, they're supposed to be for, for professional players and that does make sense. But in this scenario... For the average player who wants to get out of silver, who wants to get out of bronze, who wants to try and hit plat for that first season, I think we need to focus on the basics and make sure they are brilliant. Once that is drilled into us, we can then start focusing on other things. For example, we know that muscle memory is a really, really big thing in traditional sports, and I believe it to be a massive thing in esports. If we were to look at the muscle memory of someone hitting a forehand, the, the racket comes back, they move to the ball, they plant their feet, they take the racket down nice and low, finishing up over the shoulder with high elbows. Once that has happened, all of a sudden we can introduce topspin. All of a sudden we can introduce placement. And I think if, if we put this, you know, that, muscle, that idea of muscle memory of hitting that forehand a thousand times so we know how to hit the forehand. I think if we put that into League of Legends, the things like positioning. If you're an AD carry, you now know how to position. Once you've learnt that idea of positioning and you are away from zones of control, you're away from uh, uh, the, the people's spells, you know, for example, you know that if you get close to a Maokai, there's a chance for a flash W. So we need to stand a little bit back from the Maokai to make sure we can DPS but also stay alive. So once we've got the positioning on point, we can start adding in other things. Another great example is attack moving for an AD carry. A lot of people won't be attack moving. That is, that's not a total basic. Like, for example, CSing, that's a total basic. We really need to make sure that we're getting a decent amount of CS in order to scale through the game. But for attack moving, A click or right click on a champion and then move and doing that quickly, Once that is down, all of a sudden we can add in another one. So if we were to take the basics of these three, once we've got our CSing down to a T and we're getting 10 10 CS a minute, let's say, 100 CS at 10 minutes. Once we are consistently doing that, all of a sudden now we can build in attack moving. 
I've got CS, I can do more damage. Let's attack move. A click, A click, or right click on champion, right click on ground. Once we've now got that and we've drilled that and we've practiced that, going into a goal-based game like that of um, ensuring the basics are good, we can now add in positioning. I now know how to CS well. I now know how to attack move well. That is now muscle memory. That is normal. I do that every game. Now I can add in the positioning. Now I know that Maokai's got his flash up or doesn't have his flash up, I can step up a little bit further. I can position better in the fight. I think once we have these basics down to a T, everything else will fall into place easier. So for example, if you're a top top laner and you're playing bruises, it's really important to have good map awareness because if you're split pushing and all of a sudden four people disappear into the, the uh, fog on a map, you need to start backing off. If you don't have that map awareness, you're going to get uh, four-man ganked potentially. You know, if you're a jungler, let's talk about efficient routes. Let's talk about invading with a question mark. Do we invade? You're a Xin Zhao against a um, Camille. Do we invade? Is that a good fight? I'm not sure. Who has the red buff? Who has the push lanes? Um, one thing for a jungle that's really good is vision control. We need to have an amazing vision control. So make sure that the basics are very, very, very good to then move on to other things. And I think that makes perfect sense because that's how we teach in traditional sports. We build the basics and then it's a building block. You don't start building a house with a roof. You start building a house from the foundation. And I think translating that from traditional sports into this works really, really well. So that is four really good tips. Um, we will summarize everything at the end, but let's get on to tip number five. And this comes from your pregame. So. While you are sitting in champion select, you know what champion you got, you know what the, the other team are, you know what your team is, you've picked your champion, you've picked your role, you've picked a Sivir because your team has a really good mid-game comp but doesn't have much mid-late game scaling, you've picked the champion well. You've gone on comfort, you've noticed your strengths, my positioning's really good, I'm really good at wave clear, um, that's perfect, I'll pick the Sivir. You've assessed your games beforehand during the queue. When I was playing Sivir, I cleared the waves well, but I always was by myself in a side lane because I was trying to wave clear. The problem with that is my team lost a 4v5 fight. I had a really tilting loss. Um, I went 11, 4 and 0 and 12, whereas my mid laner went 0 and 14. I've taken a break, I've meditated, I've rationalized the situation and I've worked on my basics. So now I'm in my pregame. You need to make sure that your pregame is the is on point as well. So what I mean by that, that's a, that's a very big sort of bold statement that is very, very broad. So your pregame, that means when you're in champion select or for a traditional sports guy, when you're sitting on the bench, you're waiting to come up and play your first set in a tennis match. You need to make sure that your pregame is going well. So for League of Legends, make sure, please make sure that your runes are to a decent standard. Now that means using op.gg, that means going on to pro builds and finding out what Reckless nine times out of 10 takes on Sivir. Does he take fleet footwork or is he going for this new uh, unsealed spellbook thing? Like what, what is everyone doing that is better than you? Try and emulate that on this because with runes, there's a lot of different things, intricacies that we don't want to think about as a lower elo player that the pro players will think about. Go onto pro builds, find out that Reckless every game is using fleet footwork with sorcery as his secondary tree. Make sure that that is, that is exactly the same and is on point. The next one, your summoner spells. Am I going to take cleanse or am I going to take heal? Am I going to take barrier? Like what, what, what is the right thing for me to do here? Look at the other team. I'm playing Oriana mid. 
and I'm against a Malzahar. Do I want to build QSS, or is a cleanse against an, uh, a Malzahar, a Maokai, um, and a Lee Sin probably the best option? I think the cleanse would probably be better than a heal in that scenario or a barrier. They've got a lot of CC, so let's make sure our summoners are on point. Know the matchup, like that. And that's the next one, know your matchup. If not, look it up. So there are a lot of scenarios where you can just look up a matchup. So use the same example. I know that a cleanse is better versus a Malzahar than if you're in the mid lane as an Orianna. Cleanse is always going to be a good option. We know that it's safe, it keeps you safe. Um, the same goes with know your build. Use op.gg, use pro builds. What do I go second item on Civet? Is it rapid fire cannon or is it guardian angel? It's rapid fire cannon, that's what the pros do. Let's try and emulate that. Now there are scenarios where your build will differ. For example, I am Malzahar mid lane against a Zed. What am I gonna build? Am I going to go and try and rush tabbies? Am I going to get a seeker's arm guard for armor or am I gonna go straight into death cap? Let, let's be reasonable here. You probably need some armor to survive the laning phase. And that is allowing your build to change. Have an idea of what is good. So you know that you need to get a lost chapter at some point. You know that on Sivir you need to get your Infinity Edge third item. But is it gonna be better to get a GA potentially third item because you're ahead and the rest of your team is losing but you want to stay alive so make sure you can DPS. What's better? Is it going to be a GA? Is it going to be a Hex Drinker potentially? Are you against a Mage bot lane? Is that going to be your first item? Are you going to need Tabbies? Are you going to need to have a lot of CC for Merc Treads? Have, have an idea of what your build will be, but allow it to change always. And then the last point for number five, tip number five, your pregame, is about visualization. Now, this is a really, really big one in traditional sports. You see all of the professional traditional sports players, footballers, tennis players, they are visualizing the game before they even get there. Now, what visualizing is, is just in your head, closing your eyes, going through scenarios. So Frank Lampard, a really, really famous Chelsea midfielder. Um, he was a footballer, British, he was English, and he played for Chelsea for many, many years. He always used to say that he used to visualize himself striking a football at the edge of the box into the top right corner. Why was he doing that? Because he knows that that situation could come up and if he has thought through that situation time and time again, he's going to be more acutely aware, he's going to notice the little things, be way more aware than if he didn't. So visualising in League, let's think about that. So if I am visualising a team fight on, let's say, Malphite. If I'm visualizing my team fight on Malphite, I know that I need to be a front line, I need to be so uh, soaking damage for my back line. They need to be take, taking the opportunities they can whilst I am taking damage for them. But here's the really important thing. I need you as a Malphite to visualize when you're gonna ulti. All of a sudden, Thresh, their support, steps away from their AD carry, goes to try and hook you, sinks the hook, comes all the way into you, doesn't CC chain you, you now have an opportunity to ulti their AD carry. If you have visualized the point where the AD carry is split from the team, or you have visualized the point where five players clump together and your ultimate is ready to use on those five players, all of a sudden, once you have visualized it, you can step into the scenario and you can execute because you have been over that scenario so many times. I think that's a really in-depth one. You could talk to app, talk about visualization for hours, but I think those five tips there are brilliant tips to try and help anyone climb solo queue by simply thinking about these. 
So let's go over them again. Tip number one was playing comfort, notice your strengths. If you are great at engaging, pick an engaging champion. Tip number two, assess your game previously during your queue. Use things like op.gg, look at your build, look at your CS, look at your deaths. Number three, take breaks. After a loss, recuperate, go get water, meditate, breathe, let's rationalize that situation. Number four, ensure that your basics are on point before trying to build anything on top of that. Make sure your CS is great, your map awareness is brilliant before building onto positioning and attack moving. Tip number five, the final one, make sure your pre-game is perfect. Have a look at runes, summoners, your matchup, your build, and then visualize what's going to happen in that scenario. So those are the five tips. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. League Talk, episode number five. This is a really big one. Um, we've had some decent numbers for viewing. Um, I'm super, super pleased where the podcast is going. Um, and I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to do another one on Wednesday. So this is going up on the Sunday, and there's going to be another one on Wednesday that will either be about communication or it will be a little bit about worlds but the thing about worlds is i always i wanted to stay away from the professional game and talking more in a business in a coaching sense so um, i will see you guys on wednesday if you want to get in contact with me please do instagram at under at league underscore talk on twitter it's at league talk podcast um hopefully you will see more and more of this as the as time goes on hope you enjoyed the episode have a good day and week. Bye now.